What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about three things you need to know about disc bulges, all right? Today's episode is inspired by this term, this diagnosis that a lot of new patients have mentioned recently when they've been coming into the office. Now, either that means they got diagnosed by a, a GP or their, their primary with a disc bulge or herniation for a while ago, or because of some things that they've read, that's what they feel like they have because of their low back pain. So today, I want to talk about some of the education that we go over in our appointments if someone, you know, uses this term. We want to talk about what is a disc bulge. I'm going to give you three things you need to know about disc bulges. And of course, I'm going to leave you with some movements to help. All right, so let's get started. First off, let's talk about what a disc is. So a disc acts as cushion between our two vertebral bones okay so think about our spine we have our vertebral bodies these bones in between our spine and then our disc are the cushions in between okay now when people talk about the term degenerative disc disease okay they're referring to this cushion that sits in between those bones all right now when i say that everyone is going to get degeneration this is exactly what i mean discs are going to show signs of wear and tear with age that is just a part of the aging process. Now, what happens over time is that discs are mostly made of water, all right? So over time, those discs can become dehydrated and the cartilage, which makes up kind of most of the outside of that disc, starts to stiffen. And because of that, when we start having things like more compression, more load, and our our dehydrated discs can't really take that shock then we start to get some issues with our actual bone, an implant of our vertebral bones, and that can lead to more issues down the road, okay? Now, when it comes to disc bulges, most of these things are occurring because you're in a flexed spinal position for a long period of time, aka you're sitting a lot or we're hunched over a lot. Now, like I mentioned earlier, this disc sits between these two bones, as you are in that flex position, as you're bent over, kind of in a slouch position, we're putting more pressure on the front of that disc. And if you're putting something on the front of that disc, the disc starts to push out towards the back of your spine. Now, we have holes in the back of our spine, and that's where our nerves come out in. So, if over time we continue to have this disc bulge, or it even builds into a disc herniation, which now there's like a tear in the disc, and now... Things that are inside the disc are now like leaking into our spinal cord or, you know, even further when more of that's happening in a ruptured or slit disc, then that can lead to like nerve stuff. So numbness, tingling or things like that going down the legs. Okay. Over time, you sit in the same slouch or flex spinal position. Eventually that disc starts to bulge further and further towards your back probably even affecting your spinal cord, all right? So not only are you sitting there, but we're also creating these repetitive movements over and over again. So in this case, we're repeating this flexion motion. And sometimes we're repeating this flexion motion with load. Prime example, I had a patient last week. They came to me because they had, quote, unquote, threw their back out. 
when I asked them, you know, what happened? What were you doing? They said, nothing. I was just bending over to tie my shoe. Now, that may sound crazy to some of you, but that is not uncommon for some of the responses that I've heard when people come to me with some acute low back pain. Now, reality is, whatever that one instance was, wasn't the issue that caused them to quote unquote throw their back out. What happened was they had probably over X amount of time been constantly bending over in this flex position and picking something up and bending over in this repetitive flex position in their low back and picking up some type of load. They weren't hip hinging. They weren't flexing at their hips. They weren't using their glutes. So over time, we have these small muscles and ligaments that attach to our spine. And over time, what's going to happen is you're going to cause some injury or pain in those areas. That can lead to also a disc bulge or furthermore into herniations and slip discs, you know? So we have to make sure that we have the proper lifting techniques when it comes to things because over time, you continuing to flex forward and pick up something heavy is only going to injure your back. And that's what happens a lot because of repetitive flexion with load. All right, so let's move into the three things you need to know about disc bulges, all right? First thing up, many people have them and not all of them are found on MRIs. I've had, I don't even know how many patients who live and are defined by this disc bulge. And they've been told 10 years ago, hey, I got this disc bulge and they told me to never do this exercise, X, Y, and Z. And they want to get imaging or they're, they can't wait to show me their MRI imaging. And if someone has imaging, I'm always down to see their report, see what they can give to me because I definitely want to know what's happening inside their body. But reality is, I've also had some patients who feel like they need to get imaging because they just have to see it. But most of the time, even if you were to see it, it doesn't change the treatment that we're going to do in the office, okay? And they're also disappointed if they go to get this x-ray or MRI and nothing is on it. Many people have disposers. It's probably some of you out now, out there now who are listening to this episode who are sitting with some type of dispose, but maybe it doesn't even affect you. You're not even having pain. Some of you, maybe you are. I'm saying all this to say that many people have them and not all of them can be found on an MRI. And even if you do, most of the time, it's not going to change your treatment process. So don't lo- let these MRI images hold you back from doing shit that you want to do. All right? Find someone like me, get some help, and see how your body is moving and functioning on an everyday basis. All right? Second thing you need to know, proper core bracing is essential. Okay, if you are someone who's experiencing any type of symptoms with this disposal, or feel like you have one, then the first thing I want you to look at is how are you bracing your core? If you're sucking your stomach in, that's not it. If you're holding your breath for certain moments, movements, that's not it. You have to learn how to properly activate what we call our deep core muscles and also all of our core unit, which combines everything around our trunk, like a 360 degree breath. All right. So learning how to properly brace your core is going to help when it comes to getting that disc back in the proper area, getting your spine in a better position, and being able to hold that more erect position so we get less and less of this disc bulging happening over time, okay? So start with proper core bracing strategies. Last but not least, we have to check your daily postures and positions, like how you're sitting, 
how you're standing, how you're sleeping. If you come into the office, right, and we go through an assessment, we figure out what we need to work on. We do our treatment for the day, but then I send you home, and those next seven or eight hours, you're sitting in that same slouch position. You didn't stand up and take a break. You didn't stand up throughout the day. Then what we did was kind of reverse everything that we worked on. We worked on trying to train those muscles to help you sit more erect when you're sitting or standing. And now we got to make sure that when you go home, you are placed in a good position, whether that's at your desk, whether that's wherever you're working at, in your car, whether that's standing or sleeping. We got to make sure that you're in that ideal position that can only help really hit save on the document with all the stuff we worked on in the office. For example... When it comes to sitting, if you're someone who does a lot of slouching or in that flex spinal position that we talked about, then adding a pillow behind your low back, between your low back and the chair, will cause your spine to sit more in that normal lordotic curve with a little bit of extension that we want to have there. It will just help you have a cue that'll cue you better to sit up straight because if you flex forward, then you're kind of pushing to that pillow. So having a pillow between your low back and the chair. Um, Even with some people who have lumbar support on their work chairs or their desk chairs, like some of it doesn't truly hit your low back. So adding a little bit of pillow can definitely help support that. So having issues with a disc bulge, add a pillow to get out of that seated flex position. All right, we really want to limit as much unwanted spinal motion as we can so we can truly give the disc time to truly heal. All right. What we don't want to do, like we mentioned, is get some work done and then go home or work and be in that same position that was causing us the issue. All right. All right. Last but not least, let me give you some movements to help. Okay. So one of the things that we mentioned in the three things was proper core bracing and how essential it is. So one of the moves I'm going to provide for you with links in the resources is a video to help you truly feel what it is to engage those deep core muscles, our transverse abdominis, and really focus on activating that, all right? That's going to help tremendously when it comes to core bracing, all right? Another thing, we talked a lot about how seated flexion is one of the causes when it comes to disc bulges. Well, we want to help with the opposite. So we are going to add a prone press-up in there. We've been spending a lot of time in flexion. Now we're going to spend some time in extension of that low back, all right? Next, we want to add some glute activation in there. Our glutes are kind of acting opposite of our core. We want to make sure that while our core is engaged, our glutes are working too. They help us when it comes to standing erect. So we want to make sure that they're a part of the party. Next, side planks. We talked about earlier how when it comes to our core, we want to make sure that it's just more than our six-pack muscles, even more than just that deep core. We want to create that 360-degree breath, okay? Then the 60-degree activation. One of the ways to make sure we hit they're outside, so specifically those obliques, is to add a side plank in there. So we're going to add a side plank as one of the movements. And then last but not least, a bird dog. We're going to learn how to work on extension and how to activate our entire posterior chain from our shoulder blade down to our glutes, all right? And even further to our leg, making sure that everything is firing the way that it should, the order that it should. So it makes it easier throughout your work day in order to sit up more erect or stand more erect without pain, okay? And without adding more into that discord. So just to give you a recap, the three things you need to know. One, many people have disposals and not all of them are found on MRI, all right? Number two, proper core bracing is essential. 
Learn how to brace your core properly. And number three, we need to check your daily postures or positions of how you're sitting, standing, and sleeping. Make sure that whatever you're doing in one of those positions is supporting us trying to heal that disbulge and not hindering it by making it worse. All right. As always, I hope you found this episode super valuable. I hope that if you're someone who is experiencing any type of symptoms with a disbulge, that you're getting some help and that you know that these things can heal on their own without surgery. All right. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at y'all on the next episode.